Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Can your savings weather an economic storm? There are very few physical assets you can invest in that are proven to stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia. And Birch Gold lets you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. That doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. James Young, known mostly by fans as JY, uh, was not a founding member of Styx, but it was there from the very early days and... uh, one of those guys whose guitar styles are distinct and whose virtuosity is underrated. Jay Wyatt, it's a pleasure to have you on Coast to Coast. My pleasure. Okay. I'm going to tell you a story about you, okay? So uh, I don't know how you did it. it this, doesn't, this is apropos of nothing, but... I had been on WGN for a while, and it was not the whole band, but it was you and somebody else had come on. And then I got fired from WGN about seven months later. I'm in the hallways at WGST in Atlanta, where you were making an appearance with, I think, the whole band at that point uh-huh. uh, on, on 96 Rock. And you you said hi to me in the hallway. I'm like, how did you do that? You're like a name savant. I can't remember the people I met this morning. And you're like, hey, Ian. I was like, okay, that was that was. You should really you should run for governor because uh, that is a that is a gift that you can remember anybody like that. So it's a pleasure to talk to you again after all these years. Yeah. All right. So you're a product I, of Chicago land, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And this is, I was just talking to somebody about how special I think that is, especially with regard to bands like Styx, because I think all over the country, I mean, we all know disc jockeys and morning hosts and I mean, a million people in the business. But I got to know Styx when you were back on Wooden Nickel. I remember Styx when people were still stapling, you know, posters of you guys up on walls and telephone poles that's how long i feel like i've known this band well every every large enterprise starts in some small idea and we just kept working at it and believed in ourselves and we, we were fortunate to get signed to a record label it was pretty good to start with and then we were fortunate enough to be able to get out of that contract yeah and really things started exploding um we found good people to represent us and uh, we didn't get, not too much got shaved off the money that we were supposed to get because <laughs> you know, we weren't paying attention or whatever. And it's, right. I don't know, it, it, it's, it's such a spectacular journey to start out. I picked up guitar at age 14. Everyone 
and my family was starting on piano at age five. Right. And uh, but I just, I Bo Diddley's a gunslinger is the first vinyl LP I bought, and now <laughs> I'm, I'm friends with his his daughter. Isn't that great? And, uh, I've I've met Bo a couple times, but he's uh, I've heard. <laughs> He's kind of a cranky old guy, and I think he passed away recently. But did he? Um, he but but um, you know that's what got me going on guitar, and then Jimi Hendrix is the most sure. profound influence for me. And yeah, yeah, but you know, it's five times live. Yeah, this is the thing, though. And it, I, so I was talking about this. There was a recently there was a reunion of uh, Chicago disc jockeys from that era. Um, yeah. it, and they had a, you know, they get together and they talk about uh, the, the, and they're going to do it again next Labor Day, where they just talk about that particular, like, late 60s or mid 60s, mid 70s kind of period of, uh, of Chicago radio. And that, that was, that was sort of, you, you, I say looked into, but you were there at that, energy point where before everything got nationalized and before, while there was still a local flavor and you were amongst many of the local bands in Chicago that people I think were invested in because you had or participated in an aspect of that Chicago sound. You say Chicago, a lot of people think of the band Chicago, right? But I mean, we all know Ario Speedwagon, Aliota Haynes, Jeremiah, you, anybody who grew up in that era at that time, that's what, it, yeah, at, and that's you. And that's sort of like, that's why Sticks was just like, oh, that was, it was just, it was cool to have been listening to you on those first Sticks albums before they got rediscovered by the rest of the country and, and kind of exploded all over again. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite memory? So, like, at the same time you're picking up a guitar, Dennis DeYoung is picking up the accordion or something, wasn't he? Wasn't he originally an accordion well, he, um, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he started out on accordion, and uh, we were all, we were all, my family was all started on piano, and then we were encouraged to play a band instrument. And I had two older sisters, one played the oboe and the glockenspiel, and the other one played clarinet. I love that. So, so I took the clarinets, because I kind of like uh, Pete Fountain and some of that New Orleans jazz he was doing. And my Sure. Uh, other brother who was quite talented and in the band with me at that time, not not Sticks, but the band that I had before Sticks, um, he, he <laughs> playing the trombone. So, <laughs> well, you know, so here you were. I mean, Illinois Tech, great university. I mean, it's a fine little school. And yeah. then, and but so you're like the sort of the of the. Of the founding members of the group, you're the kind of the last to join. The rest of the guys all grew up within blocks of each other, didn't they? The Panazzo twins and Dennis Young lived right across the street from each other, and they met John Serluski at Chicago's Teachers College, where they all went to get their teaching degrees. Chuck <laughs> became an art teacher in Fanger High School. Uh, Dennis taught music in a junior high setting, uh, but we played. We kept when I got there, we would, they would play a lot of. Proms and this and that and the other thing because yeah. a booking agent was able to get that kind of work and there was some Friday night dance uh, yep. dance club that was downtown called the can't even remember what it was but because I never played one I got there after that era but they, they you know they they did good money going and uh, it was a, it was a, a fellow that was married to Dennis's female cousin that kind of booked the band at that point in time it was quote unquote the manager yeah and uh, but but ultimately it was pretty clear that he. You know, he really wasn't going to be able to get us any further, and 
um, after the first couple of albums came out. And then, uh, so we said goodbye to him and, uh, and got a, a manager, a British guy who'd worked with, uh, a lot of the British bands, tour manager Derek Sutton, and he came to California to, to, to manage, to, to actually be a, a band manager. And he'd worked with Robin Trower and a few other guys. Uh, and so right. Derek, and, uh, and we were able to get a record contract with A&M Records, Herb Alpert and Jerry Moss. Which, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, a real record label where sure. there's an artist, Herb Alpert, is half owner of the company. Right, and could play, so, obviously. Oh yeah, and could play, and but 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 had a sense of music uh, that most record companies maybe don't have because they're not that musical themselves. Right. Uh, so we, we were we were blessed there because it's really like an artist's paradise there. Just everyone would go hang out. It used to be the Charlie Chaplin film lot where their <laughs> headquarters were. It was no steel and glass giant tower. It was right. a, a two story thing where they made Charlie Chaplin made silent films. So it was just kind of a cool showbiz, movie business, L.A.-centric vibe that that place had. And just going there, you bump into, you know, Lonnie Hall from her, you know, Tijuana Brass and whatever. Just right. bump into uh, A&M people. And uh, Peter Frampton came out of that, that school as well. Sure. And uh, so Frampton Come Alive was a huge album. And we... Yeah. Our Grand Illusion kind of followed after that and sold just about as many as he did. I saw, I saw Frampton, uh, I believe it, I can't remember whether it was the World Series of Rock Tour or the Monsters of Rock Tour, one of those. And, uh, that was at the old Comiskey, I think it was, or, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. or, or Maywood Park or something. I can't remember, but, uh, yeah. But you played in my high school. Um, I don't doubt it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of bands would deny it. They'd be like, "I don't believe we ever did." College with my brother, so yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. So here's the deal. 
you I, we're talking with Jay Young of of uh, of James Young of of Sticks, JY, and your your sound what people associate too, I think your participation of the band was always that rock edge on the guitar, but you do great vocals and you are responsible for many of the stick songs, especially the on the early albums, which later on, I mean, I, I think they're classics. I think there isn't, I w I'm going to play a bumper at the bottom of the hour, JY, of the uh, the one stick song I I have to start my morning with uh, every couple of weeks anyway, because it goes through my head constantly and it wasn't just your ripping guitar it was your it was the vocal and it was it's just, and you those early years you recorded in chicago mostly didn't you well we were recorded um first couple records were in a downtown chicago studio that that did jingles but was but had really great technology there and then gary loizo um who had his own home studio he was a lead singer in the american breed and retired from that band and then started having a recording you know studio in his home and right. we went we go to Gary's to record and uh Dennis really liked the way Gary recorded vocals so it was great to have somebody that was you know a great singer in his own right sure. and who'd come along and uh so we uh, we bounced yeah. around a little bit yeah but but that's actually a really interesting point because American Breed was a Chicago band, right? They did Bend Me, Shape Me, and then, right? And then some of the guys went out to L.A. and they formed Rufus, didn't they? Yeah, I think Rufus, yeah, Rufus, I think some of the people did form Rufus, yeah. And so, but again, this is where, and I'm just going to go back to this retro radio thing they did recently about which is just it was very jock focused but there was this connection and you guys are getting played on am and fm in chicago on different stations like wls um and you but you weren't getting necessarily you weren't getting national play yet no 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 i mean we really didn't get that lady was on six two which was our second record which was recorded in 73 first one was recorded in 72 and um we sort of, you know, it didn't really get pushed that far. It got onto the charts, but it didn't really get high up. And somehow, some way, it seemed like some of our, the, the showbiz attorneys said, you know, they really didn't work that record. They should have. Um, and, uh, they didn't, they didn't push it hard enough. They didn't get behind it. And so they, we had kind of a re-release of it a year later. And then actually it, it got to number one in every city. It just didn't get to number one at the same time. So the national charts we were we were in the top five a number of times with Lady as a single, but it never got to number one on the chart. But I mean, top ten, we'll take top ten. Yeah, well, and that's the thing: top ten in a city like Chicago. Other bands were top ten in M- Miami or top ten, and th- there was but still we a kind of regionalism. What's that? But we, but with Lady, it was top ten nationally. Right. I'm so you got there. But what I'm saying is, yeah. at the beginning, there used to be much more. And this is, I'm not trying to sound like the old guy on the lawn, but it, I, as I've grown to know how the music business works, there are there were so many of these smaller labels like Wooden Nickel that had really good regional success, but it took a larger label to come in and either purchase the tracks. Per, you know, purchase the uh, the masters, 
whatever it was that they were going to buy, and and then they and then they propelled them forward. But that was the thing about. I mean, I still have my wooden nickel sticks albums. Okay, I'm never going to let them go. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, it, but so you took a kind of an unusual path today to number one. Uh, as a, and I say number one, meaning the band was one of the obviously one of the most popular bands of the nineteen seventies. What's your fondest memory of those early years when you guys were, you were hoofing it. You were, you know, you were a baby band and you were trying to break it. Well, I mean, we we you know we had uh, we rode in a motorhome. And the and our three crew guys were in a in a, in a, big, a big old box truck that uh, you know and, and carried the gear and then all the PA systems and everything we dealt with the production for the shows was far different than it is today. It was it was it was evolving, uh, but we we'd, anywhere they were willing to pay us, we, we kind of went there. Right. And uh, and then all of a sudden, somebody like Little Rock, Arkansas, a lady actually. Became number one in Little Rock, Arkansas, the first first go around, and 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 KAAY, which is a fifty thousand watt thing like WLS, right, is in Chicago. I could drive around in my car and hear KAAY every night. There was a guy named Clyde Clifford who had kind of a psychedelic show going on down there, and uh, and so we became popular in Little Rock. We went and played Little Rock. It was the first real city we played <laughs> outside of uh, Illinois, and. Uh, we we get into Wisconsin, you know, quite a bit, and of course into Indiana and, and Michigan. But um, it took a while to spread the whole thing. We just had to keep at it, and we did. Yeah, uh, and at the same time, your roles within the band of sticks. Um, I mean, you were all excellent musicians, but you 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 could hear the growth as as songwriters, and I think it's been said fairly, maybe. Um, that you were the George Harrison of sticks, right? That's, that if you, Tommy Shaw, fair, and, right? Yeah. That's a fair you, example, I would say. Yeah, you you take that. <laughs> that, that that's cool. Uh, and and sticks had you know we we talk about the you know progressive rock has kind of come back as a term, but that prog rock of the early seventies that was its own thing. Well, I mean, there's a lot of British bands that really got into the prog before we did, and we were just trying to, to you know, embrace that in a way that we, we could still do our music. And, I mean, ultimately the pinnacle of the 70s for us was the Grand Illusion album. Right. Which, Great album. Which uh, was released on 7777, right. 7 million copies, and it was our seventh album. Right. It was a great so, album. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Lucky, I'm going to be playing something from that for a bumper, but that's still not the stick song that I start my morning with. You'll hear me say, if you were here in my house, because I'm getting ready, I, I teach at Kansas State, and I will I'll turn to a, a Alexa. I'll say, Alexa, play, and uh, you, you pop up all the time. Uh, I'll play you the, that one I, in, in just a minute as a bumper. Okay. But, yeah, could you guess? I mean, I don't know. Could you guess? What you would play? Yeah, yeah, like early seventies for people, people that knew you well at the very early years. Um, well, best thing was our first single to, to chart at all. Um, and, but, but lady, a lady was you know, lady was the right. single. Uh, the third record, virtually nothing, emerged nationally. 
And the fourth fourth record was Man of Miracles, which uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of a dip, wasn't it? That was kind of that wasn't your that was an off speed album for you all. Well, it was it was uh, uh, I don't know. We did that with, it was rather low tech comparatively to what followed, right? And uh, so. Yeah. But anyway, right, so, then, then Equinox, the first record we did for A and M, that really made that that was really the the next. That's show. a great album. Great album. All right, so I'm I'm just setting that up. I just as a, I'm throwing that out there, uh, and you know it's funny because if I had to picture you, honestly, I mean you're a handsome man, JY. <laughs> you are, <clears throat> but if I had to picture you. It's with that mall poodle do, and the and the uh, and I'm you know honestly that sort of spaceman shirt you had with the fake with the shoulder pads on it the kind of the Rick James thing you had going on that's how I picture you. Well, we got into those jumpsuits. Yes, we did. <laughs> do you, do you still have the the that those? I wouldn't call them costumes. Would you still have that regalia from the from the early years or even the mid years? Uh, they're they're probably hidden in my act somewhere. Okay, Smithsonian dude. I'm saying. So. <laughs> Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.